In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So, fathers, it's your lucky day, because you get a gift today. Three Musketeers candy bar. After Mass, okay? So, we love you, and we appreciate you, and want to fill you full of sugar. But there's a reason for the Three Musketeers, right? Because the original Three Musketeers, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And fathers, we thank God for you, and we want you to be full of the truth and the goodness and the victory of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that you can lead us to heaven. Amen? So we celebrate that, and then there's a quote on it. I didn't put the reference to the quote. This is not me, so I hope Pope Benedict doesn't get mad. But the quote is this. The greatest thing in life is our sacred friendship with Jesus and sharing that with others. And that's what this is all about. So, fathers, good on you. Keep it up. We're with you. We're for you. We need you. We need you in this world. We need the life of Christ. We need the victory of Christ in our lives. So, that's for you, fathers. The three musketeers, we continue to pray for that deep in your souls. Psalm 107, I just want to focus on that to start out with today. Psalm 107, I remember growing up. Uh, listening to a song, I th it might have been Bill Gaither Trio, but they that go down to the sea and ships do business in great waters. See the works of the Lord and receive the works of the Lord, his wonders in the deep. So today's psalm is connected with our gospel, of course, where Jesus comes and he stills the storm on the Sea of Galilee for the disciples. I think it's rather apropos being here in Navy town and military. And I, I know a lot of you have or are, are serving in that, have had experience with the sea. And what was this all about? Why were people on the sea? Because people were coming back from all directions, land, northeast, south, and west, to the promised land after their captivity. So they would be on the seas. And the seas would produce wonders. How amazing. I've talked to people who have been out in the sea and out at sea waking up in the early morning light and seeing this vast creation of God, his wonders and his powers. But we know that those powers can well be destructive powers. And we read about that in Psalm 107, that the waves will go high as the heavens into the depths and how terrorizing that could be. And some commentaries on that, one of them is, it is not surprising that the soul of the unfortunate traveler on the stormy sea melts because of the trouble. You cannot begin to understand the thousandth part of the dangers and the fearful apprehensions of those concerned in the tempest of the sea, where all the winds of heaven seem collected to crash the vessel into the most tremendous rocks on shore. God save us all from such circumstances. And then, kind of hitting more home to where I want to go today, as we talk about the storms that we can face in the sea of our soul, because we all have storms, right? But one commentator talks about this Psalm 107, like the staggering of drunken men. The violent motion of the vessel prevents them from keeping their legs, and their fears drive them out of all the power to use their brains, and therefore they look like intoxicated men. Another one is, they are at their wit's end. All their skill at navigations are ineffective so that they become desperate at wit's end. Literally, all their wisdom is swallowed up. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. 
to get to that point, to realize our utter and constant every second need of Almighty God in our lives. So my daddy died almost 10 years ago, coming up this January, and I asked him, I said, can I talk about this daddy today? And he said, sure, because it will be for God's glory you can talk about this. So I wanted to talk to you about my father and his life and his struggles and a storm that he faced that was very pivotal in our whole family and God coming to rescue us and to put peace and calm into the storm. So if you don't know, my dad and mother raised eight boys and I was the youngest of them. Actually, another son is here, number six, Jim today. And I, as I tell you, I was enough to put mom into heaven. I did get her to heaven, probably shoot her straight through heaven. And then she had seven more. So, you know, where is she going to be? Right in the heart of it. And so I just remember, I think it was after number six was born, dad started crying. Not out of joy. <laughs> How am I going to feed and educate and ensure all these kids, you know? And then a couple more came. So he would admit to you that he was trying to do it on his own. He goes, I got this. You know, I'm president of my dental class, bite the bullet, Joe College, I can do all this. I've got this power. I can handle the storms. Well, when we try to do that without God, things go real askew, right? Addictions, infidelities, just not living the life of Christ. And he would tell you, and his addiction was alcohol. And so it was this the case, this storm, that my brother Steve, number two, called him. He was going to Oregon State University at that time. He called him on a Friday night to just get final instructions. They were going to go to the Beavers football game the next day. And when he called dad, he was intoxicated. And so he, he talked with dad, and it was like um, dad didn't even remember talking with his son. So that next morning, he got... At least he knew that he called, but he didn't remember anything. And I just tried this week to, to pray about that feeling. Where was my dad at that, at that point? Lost. Lost from God. Life. Family. Your own son. Meaning. That was a storm. Desperate. Overtaken by the tempest. What a hell. What a hell that must have been. This is your own son. You don't even know that you talk to him. And he said, that's it. That's it. That's it. This is going to stop. And that was his cry to Jesus in the tempest of the storm overtaking his life. And I remember post that. I don't know how soon it was. I was about five or six. Daddy set us down at the table, the big table, <laughs> the dinner table that could fit ten. And he apologized. He said, I've been a bad daddy and I'm going to stop drinking. And he quit cold turkey. 
He stopped. I have to tell you, dear sisters and brothers, that is a very important time, a very important deep mark on my soul. Fathers asking forgiveness. Fathers, please do so. We love you. We want everything for you. We want you to be our fathers. And isn't the gospel all about Jesus came to show us mercy, to forgive sinners so that we could live with him this day and forever? If only one father will do this, hearing this, the thousands that hear it, if only one father will do this, I will be so grateful. Wow, what a lead. What a power. What a father. Fathers asking forgiveness. And then it will be a happy Father's Day. Forever and ever. Amen. Fathers, I want you to stand right now. We want to pray for you. So all fathers, please stand in the congregation or at home. If you're in your car driving, don't stand. We want to pray for you. Reach out your hands, extend your hands, asking the Holy Spirit to fill our fathers. Father, Father God, you are a good, good Father, and that's who you are. And we pray for our Father standing here before you, seeking your fatherhood, seeking to be the leader and the protector and the guide. St. Joseph, be with us. Bring us your intercession for our fathers. And fathers, dear fathers, lead and protect and guide your spouses and your children and all those you come into contact to, to the salvation, the victory, the hope, the joy, the truth, the freedom of Christ. This is your call. This is your vocation. This is everything. I pray that God, the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, may send his love and his wisdom into the center of your soul, that you will always operate from there, that you will more and more seek him to come to know God the Father that you will bring so many souls back to him in your family and beyond, that you will be who God wants you to be in power and victory and truth. Dear fathers, we ask for this blessing, for this graciousness of our God, for your heart to prefer nothing to God because he prefers nothing to you that you may be real and serious in this, that you may stay close to the Eucharist, that you may bring your family into the sacred heart of Jesus, into his Eucharist, into his mercy, that you will do this this day and forever, that you will pray for how you can do that, that you will come before the Lord and say, how can I ask for forgiveness and how can I lead the children you have given me and the spouse you have given me to you? And I ask this blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.